This is the 4501 Podcast, episode 49, Living in a Van as a Videographer. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to yet another episode of the 4501 Podcast unfortunately mark is not available for the podcast this week and typically what i would normally do in this type of situation is record a solo episode but because uh, our good friend from episode number six is back in town at the same time that i am that is Reading, pennsylvania uh, we have a special guest on the show and that guest is nick matthews hi everybody <laughs> hello nick um if you guys don't remember nick is the one from episode six like i just mentioned who has traveled to numerous countries around the world with his job working on a research vessel um since we last talked to nick earlier this year he has since quit his job and is living in a van part-time does that accurately describe your current situation uh not exactly i'm planning on living in a van soon okay uh right now i'm gathering all the you know equipment that i need in order to be a videographer that lives out of a van uh but i'm discovering a lot of things in this process and uh i'm lucky enough to be able to live at my parents while i figure it all out okay now in the past i know just because i know you personally you have actually lived in a van for i don't know a couple days in a row at least yeah i've gone on some road trips where i just uh you know slept in the back of the van sometimes in parking lots like walmart parking lots and sometimes in um rv campsites okay okay well i think uh before we get into the meat of the interview i have a couple questions as i'm sure our listeners do too um first of all like what kind of van do you have well, the best kind of van for uh, this kind of purpose, which is a Chrysler Pacifica. And it's the best kind of van because Chrysler owns the patent on stow-and-go seating. And their new Pacifica has stow-and-go seating, which means that you can convert the entire back of the van into a cargo van in about you know two or three minutes. And then you can convert it back to being a passenger van in another two or three minutes. Right on. Yeah. They, uh, if you ever watched my YouTube channel, there's actually a vlog about that if you want to see a video demonstration. And that'll also give you a good idea about the look and feel of this van if you don't know what that is. It's like, well, I'll let you say it. Uh, I, I think it's the sexiest of the minivans. <laughs> <laughs> what I was getting, like it's a soccer van, like a soccer mom van, right? It is. It's a soccer mom van, but um, but once you feng shui the that look of it, I think, and I also think it's uh, you know, it, it kind of you can tell when they were designing it that they were trying to make it look as much like an SUV as possible, as sporty as possible. But um, I really don't care that much about aesthetics. I just think it's the most functional thing ever. You know, I might run into trouble if I'm trying to like you know drive over rocky terrain or whatever and i might wish that i bought an suv but you know most of the time i drive on roads so mm -hmm. uh, i think that's the case for most people so a minivan does just fine with its like 
nine inches of clearance or whatever. Yeah, well, well, that sounds perfect for your, your use case there. Um, another question I have is, like, I want you to explain to me why you chose to buy a van in the first place versus, like, what a typical, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but, like, just standard, like, an American 20-year-old would buy a home or rent a house. So why did you choose to buy a van? Well, I've never actually had to make that decision. So my experience is a little different than most. Um, You know, I lived with my parents during college and after college, ever since I've been living on ships. So uh, driving, you know, has just kind of been a luxury. I, you know, I've never had to use a car to drive to work. I've always lived where I worked and I've never had to actually rent a place of my own. So not having ever faced those decisions, never having to live a normal life. Um, this van is the perfect thing for for going out and and traveling. You know, if I just want to spend like a weekend out somewhere. Um, for example, I went with my girlfriends up to Boston and uh, I drove all the way up from Pennsylvania to Boston. And then that night we stayed in a parking lot I think in a yeah I think we stayed in a parking garage that that night um I have a queen size air mattress that I put in the back of my minivan and again it took me two minutes to convert it into a cargo van and then I just blew up the air mattress and and then we were able to sleep in this nice comfy you know queen size air mattress in the back of a minivan and then we uh, the next night we drove to a state park and there was an RV park in the state park and we didn't need hookups or anything like that you know like an RV so we mm-hmm. we got one of the cheaper um, spots at an R- at a RV park that didn't have the hookups and we just parked the van there and it was nice because it was in the woods it was near like trails and you know it was very scenic and I wasn't worried about you know, people knocking on my windows, like in a Walmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be a little sketchy when you're sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> you're not sure the area that you're in. You're not sure if there's, you know, a high crime rate or anything. So you just yeah. kind of got to trust it. And uh, you really don't have a way to defend yourself. If you're sleeping in a Walmart parking lot, somebody <laughs> wants to break into your car and you're just kind of vulnerable so yeah it's nice being in a in a state park or an rv park because you know there's lots of other people doing the same thing that you're doing just in nicer recreational vehicles okay okay so there's pros and cons to each it seems like uh walmart parking lot is free versus paid spot in like a a park like an rv park um but it seems like in general like the reason that you chose to buy a van versus living in a house is for the travel aspect like it allows you to travel um, freely, more more flexibly, and have a place to stay at the same time, right? Versus like when you would have a house, you would need a car and then have to rent a hotel or an Airbnb. Um, so it's, I think, I mean, you would know best, but my guess is that you have saved a lot of money doing it this way. I Yes, I've saved a lot of money. And, you know, sometimes it's nice if you're going on a long road trip to just be able to, you know, park somewhere and then just crawl into the back and go to sleep. Yeah, You know, once we set it up with the queen size air mattress in the back, we just kept it that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the majority of the time I keep it, um, 
in the cargo van configuration uh, is very rarely where I need to actually carry like seven people around right. at the same time. Yeah. But it's nice to have that that option, you know. And uh, you know when when it's in the seven seven seat configuration too, you know you can't sleep in the back, but there's still lots of storage areas because where the seats fold down into the floor once the seats are up those become storage areas down in the floor then mm -hmm. so all the things that you store in the back you can then put in the floor when people um when people are coming with you in your car yeah yeah how many people does it sit one two three four five six seven just seven, seven people yeah. wow you can get the option to have like two more or one more seat or something mm -hmm. and yeah i got the lowest trim of this car you can I think the 2019 version, you can get a hybrid. It's like the first hybrid minivan. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so there's tons of different configurations you can have. I didn't need all the fancy equipment. Um, I think that it's just more stuff that can break. So, you know, why, why pay extra for the things that are nice, but you don't actually need them? Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Yeah, that makes sense. And you bought it last year, right? Last year. I bought it uh, Halloween of 2018, yeah. Okay, and it was a new van? It was a 2017, and uh, so I bought it certified used, certified oh. pre-owned. Pre-owned, oh, okay. And I, I was lucky because the only people that have used it before were um, the actual dealership people. Uh, they had used it as their shuttle vehicle going back and forth, so. Understand. Yeah. Okay. Now you mentioned before about your parents and I'm curious how have your parents reacted to you buying and living in a van? Well, they haven't reacted to me living in a van yet because I I haven't like made that my yeah. my permanent situation. Right. Yet. And eventually when I do I might I might have a trailer with a, te a teardrop trailer instead of just living in the back seat of my my minivan. Mm -hmm. So my parents actually benefit a lot from me having this van because when I go out to sea, when I go away for work, I don't take the van with me. I fly and my van stays at home and, you know, I leave both sets of keys with them. So, you know, whenever they have to, you know, take a big piece of furniture from one place to another, um, you know, and a lot of my family is moving around from house to house right now or downsizing um when they have to do stuff like that they you know nobody in my family has a truck so my minivan is the go-to vehicle for carrying big items back and forth so it gets used heavily even when i'm not home yeah that's mutually beneficial for you and them definitely so they're they're in full support of this they definitely are <laughs> and and that's why they let me live at home with free room and board so. all right that's a good trade-off now um the title of this episode is Living in a Van as a Videographer. I want to touch on the videographer aspect of this because, um, well, I, I, no, nobody knows this, I guess, yet, but uh, Nick took a road trip last year, uh, two years ago, around the east coast of the United States doing some video interviews of various um, scientists. And during that time you what what was the vehicle of choice during that time were you 
a 2001 Toyota Camry, which is no longer with us anymore. <laughs> Poor thing. Yep. So that, that was a car, but it was your storage space for your camera equipment, all your lighting, all your cameras, everything else that went along with your camera kit. Um, but now that you have a van, you have a plan. You have a plan with the van to um, kind of convert it into sort of a van slash storage space slash, you know, place to live, place to sleep, stuff like that. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about uh, how the van it will be an upgrade from the Camry that you had back two years ago when you did that road trip? Okay, so when I was on that road trip, I spent a month in living out of a Camry. The big thing was we went to a Super 8 or some like really low grade motel every night which got expensive and it also got risky because we would end up carrying all these bags of of expensive equipment in and out of a motel uh, super 8 motel or something and there would usually be like you know people that looked like criminals hanging outside of this (laughs) because they're usually not in uh, nice parts of town so we would be carrying all this expensive equipment out of our car into our motel room and you know we were just waiting to get mugged one of these times so um, that is why I would like to not stay in a motel while (laughs) I'm driving around with all these uh, expensive pieces of equipment Um, so that's that's one big thing I'd like to improve on and I'm not sure where I'd park a minivan that would be safe with all that equipment. That's one thing that I still need to look into, but you know, if there's a state park nearby or an RV park nearby, that seems like the ideal place to go. It doesn't always seem like an option, but I think that would be a huge improvement to my road trip last time. From my understanding, I think that, um, cracker barrels they let you park there for free like rvs and like type that type of vehicle i had no idea yeah i thought it was just walmart's walmart's yes and then cracker and i'm sure there's more there's got to be more right there's got to be yeah um so that's something to consider and and on that point do you have any plans of traveling again with videography equipment or just for the sake of travel around the states well, Tony, I'm starting this videography company called Swamp View Studios, and I really have a lot of momentum with it right now. Uh, Do you? Doing, doing a shoot tomorrow um, where we're, we're going to do a promo video for some people in Reading um, and their small businesses. And if this thing takes off and, we, and I start making money this way, I might... Uh, need to travel to different places for gigs and so that that might be you know the time when I need to figure out how to make my videography studio mobile right because like I mean I've seen your kit in person and it is I don't know dozens no not dozens it's grown since (laughs) uh two years ago my road trip then this like you okay you literally need a van or a car or some type of vehicle to fit all the stuff you can't hand carry this stuff so i don't think flying to a destination across the country is an option in this i mean it is an option but it's an expensive option i think it's an option when you can rent a lot of this stuff right Mm -hmm. and 
you can rent a lot of the stuff when you can charge the rental fees to the client and you can only charge the rental fees to the client when you can charge them a lot of money because you know it costs a lot of money to rent the stuff mm -hmm. it's a lot cheaper for for you well it's a lot cheaper for the client when you're getting started in the videography business to own your own stuff you know not the highest end stuff but mm -hmm. own your own stuff and then you can go and then you know not charge the full price of that of that equipment to the client but you know slowly over the course of many many gigs you know make your money back for the stuff that you bought and then hopefully by then you have enough experience and enough of a portfolio to get the big you know gigs and then those are the big those are the the big gigs are the ones that will afford you sorry what am i trying to say allow you to like not um have to pay for or like to pay to transport all your equipment you want to just like rent they, it on the spot will, yeah they'll let you rent it on the spot yeah 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 that'll allow you to do that no i get it that so like early on in this venture of being a videographer on the road you you will literally take your equipment maybe halfway or all the way across country if you if the price is right all that stuff if everything lines into place but once you i guess make the money back on your initial investment of your equipment then you can start like you said to afford to um rent on the spot instead of uh bringing it with you yeah but then you'll have so much experience you know because it will take a while to pay back all the equipments <laughs> but then hopefully you'll have enough experience to step up your game to the next level yeah okay that's awesome that's really good thank you uh for for sharing that with us um, a couple more questions, though, before we, we finish up here. Um, looking back, what regrets do you have about buying a van? Because I'm sure, like, there's many, many positive aspects of buying a van and owning a van. Um, but I'm sure there's also some negative aspects to that as well. So um, could you talk about that for a little bit? Well, just buying a... Quickly, I'll say, just buying a car in general as somebody that flies around to their job you know, I don't use it 365 days a year. Um, so it's not that big of an investment, but try living in the suburbs without a car. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just really sad. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, you know, so when I come home, you know, to visit my parents, I, I like to be able to drive around. Mm. So the biggest regret that I have is buying something that is meant to look good on the outside and the inside, right? A lot of effort went into the design of the aesthetics on the inside and the outside. There's like, you know, nice panels on the inside. There's like a felt liner on all the upholstery on the inside, even when you fold the uh, seats into the floor. And it's a white van too. So on the outside, it's easy to tell when there's scuffs. And I use my van, you know, pretty hard. <laughs> and the inside, those those plastic panels can get scuffed up pretty easily so one thing that i'm looking to do is just take those panels off take out all the things that are just there for aesthetics only you know and take them off or just protect them some way mm -hmm. that i can and and then allow it to become a fully you know uh functional work van okay yeah, I, so we're only talking internally. The, the exterior is going to remain the same. That's like kind of not preventable, I guess, for like aesthetics. But inside, 
Well, there is there are some things that you can do to the outside. Um, my brother-in-law is really uh, into cars, and he introduced me to this vinyl-like tape that you can put on the outside of your cars, like a, a car on the bumper or places that get lots of activity and get scuffed up a lot. And, you know, you put this tape on, and it's kind of hard plastic, and it sticks on with adhesive. It's clear. It's really hard to see if it when it's actually applied onto your vehicle but then once you're ready to sell it you can peel it off you can take it off and it doesn't leave any residue or anything like that oh, so cool. yeah so there are protective things you can put on like the outside of your car and then on the inside you know i really don't care about aesthetics i don't care about having four cup holders in the back seat <laughs> you know i actually prefer people not bringing their cups and putting them in the back seat um, so I, I much rather have it just the exposed metal yeah. and that also allows me to clamp things onto it and, you know, make it more functional for, you know, storing video gear. For sure. For sure. Last question here, Nick, what has been your best accessory purchase for the van that allowed you to either travel or live out of it temporarily? Or, I don't know, like, thinking about, like, accessories for charging your phone or something along those lines. Like, what kind of, what's been your best supplemental purchase for the van outside of the van itself? Well, I have car chargers for pretty much every piece of equipment that I own in my videography kit, you know, and my cell phone and laptop and all that sort of stuff. And that's great to have, but I don't use it that often. Mm -hmm. Um you know, once I start living out of my car, I think I'll use it a little more. I might um, get a house battery, a little AGM like boat battery to put in the back uh, to keep all my gear charged if I'm just going from one shoot to another. But I think the best thing that I've bought, I haven't installed yet, but when I start living in it full time will be the trailer hitch because mm having the ability to tow a tear that teardrop trailer and being able to you know have a nice bed a place to put my clothes and you know something that can always be kept what am i trying to say like separate something where i can keep all of my like uh my my home things at okay right like my clothes you know my my personal items and all that sort of stuff It'd be nice to just have that in the back there and then use the van only for my videography gear. Okay. You know, and then still having the capability to turn it back into a passenger van if I want. But I think having a tow hitch, putting that on the back of my minivan, that and being able to tow a teardrop trailer is probably going to open up the most opportunities for me. Yeah. Uh, At that point, you're like, you have a home and like the vans for work, the the teardrops for like your house basically um i like it i like that setup i think we'll have to talk to you again once you get that setup um established i think i might make some tutorial videos on how to do this stuff because i think um i might be the first person to tear apart the inside of an almost new car (laughs) so that i can uh, turn it into a work van no, that'll definitely uh, inspire a lot of people on YouTube. 
well uh well well when nick does make that video and um publishes it to youtube we'll link it on our show notes which are available at the 451 podcast.com slash 49 and on that note i want to thank you nick for joining us on this episode of the podcast um yeah we'll see you we'll see you next time all righty see you in a few months <laughs>